Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Well, good morning. It's great to be back here with you all again. I always enjoy coming here and, and uh, serving with you and seeing the familiar faces or kind of seeing y'all. It's kind of bright right now. So <clears throat> anyway, um, it's a blessing to be able to come and share with different parts of the body of Christ. And so, and I always love hanging time, spending time with life and, and seeing all of his family here. So I'm grateful for the opportunity, the privilege of sharing with you this morning. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just get started and we'll pray at the end here because uh, there's a couple of decades ago where the, the idea of the extreme entered into our culture and there was this phenomenon called extreme sports that became popular all over the world. And there was extreme like skateboarding and, 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 and bike, bicycles and, and rock climbing. I, I think, I didn't see a picture of Tiffany, but she's probably in one of those extreme <laughs> rock climbing photos somewhere. But um, anyway, extreme, my, even my oldest son, Kari, when he was a toddler, he, he grabbed hold of this concept and he was completely convinced because of his Xbox that he was going to be the next extreme snowboarder, the next great extreme snowboarder, even though we lived in South Florida at the time. <laughs> and then Hollywood, Hollywood picked up, on the, picked up on this phenomenon as well and began to create movies, I mean TV shows, about the extreme. And they began creating shows like this. The first one, I think, was Extreme Makeover, where, where a team of doctors and plastic surgeons, they would, they would take somebody who had severe deformities or find people who were just pretty dissatisfied with their, with their looks, and they would make these people miraculously look normal again, or they would turn these people into like fashion models. There was another show on Animal Planet that came out about extreme bugs. Remember that one, y'all? Where they would sometimes identify the, the best survivors who could survive in extreme conditions, or they would, they would identify the, the greatest killing machines, these bugs that came with extreme weaponry built right in. Did you know that the assassin bug carries its victims on its body to scare off would-be predators? Mission accomplished, y'all. I'm not going anywhere near the assassin bug. How about the, the resurrection of the XFL? <laughs> After all these years, it looks like it's coming back. I was kind of grateful that the pandemic put it on, on hold last year. <laughs> as if the NFL wasn't fast or violent enough for our viewing pleasure. But my favorite show about the extreme is called Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Home Edition. Where a family in need would be chosen to have their home remodeled or rebuilt in just seven days. And each time I watched that program, I found myself greatly inspired and encouraged by mankind, by, by the kindness 
the generosity of mankind. Even though Hollywood was just going for ratings, it, it was still nice to see people coming around families in need, giving of their time and their resources to be a blessing to one another. I think we can use a little bit more of that in our world these days, can't we? Now, I especially enjoyed seeing the reactions of the family members who would come home and, and they would see their, their, their remodeled house for the first time. And without exception, these family members, they would walk into a home that was beyond their wildest dream. With well, a program, it begins with a five-person the design team. We're introduced to the design team that are about to take on this feat. And this design team watches a video of the family that has been chosen. They watch it inside their RV and, and you and I get to watch the video, along, the video about this family along with the design team. And we're moved with compassion, aren't we? And we're greatly inspired as we learn about the tragedy that this family has had to endure or we learn about the heroic efforts or the great sacrifices that members of this family have had to make. And then this design team, they would spend time, a few hours even, with each individual family member to get an accurate understanding of their personalities, their preferences, and their needs. This design team, they find out how their past experiences have contributed to their current circumstances. They learn about each person's particular hobbies, their interests, their preferences, but they also delve into the pain of each person. And they discover how the wounds of the past might still be affecting, impacting them today. They spend all this time with each individual family member because their desire is to create a home that is suitable for each of them. And in every case, which I have seen anyway, the house, the entire house becomes a perfect fit. Now, before this remodeling of the house can occur, though, there sometimes needs to be a major gutting of the old house. And so local contractors are called and, and these contractors assemble a massive demolition crew. Y'all remember that? Sometimes 50 to 100 people, they all show up and they, they have great energy and enthusiasm and they are excited about the job they have to do. And they are, they are motivated to leave nothing standing that needs to come down. So when that signal is given, that horn goes off, y'all, this demolition crew, they tear into this house like they're at war with it. Windows are smashed Walls are ripped down, old furniture is tossed out the windows, and in, and in some of the worst cases, a bulldozer just shows up and just wipes the whole house off of its foundation. And this demolition crew, they look like they're having a lot of fun, remember that? They're smiling and laughing and sometimes singing, enjoying the wreaking of havoc on this poor old house. And in only a matter of minutes, the house is completely gutted or completely leveled. It's very impressive to witness. 
Now, while all this destruction is going on, the homeowners, they're away on vacation somewhere, which was a very smart move on the show's part to get them out of there. They're on vacation enjoying this all expense time with each other. And while they're there, they are sent a live feed of all the destruction taking place on the first day. And you and I, we watch and they watch in horror as a stuff that they had grown accustomed to is, is, is torn away and thrown out and it just vanishes before their eyes. And you can see that there's sometimes a little bit of anxiety on the faces of the family members as they watch this video, right? There's probably a sense of loss, a sense of regret, some fear of the unknown. I've even seen some family members shed tears as they witness the destruction of their house being torn to shreds, even though a remodeling of their home was long overdue. And as the program progresses on, and as that demolition crew begins to morph into the building crew, something very special begins to take place, doesn't it? Slowly but surely, each room begins to take on the personalities of the individuals in the home. And it becomes tailored fit toward each person. And by the end of the show, the house is completely transformed into one of exquisite beauty and functionality. Exquisite beauty and functionality. I've never seen a family return home from their vacation only to be disappointed with the results. In fact, I haven't seen an episode where the family wasn't completely thrilled by the remodel. Shouts of joy and tear-filled hugs are the norm for these moments. It's a tearjerker for us as we watch this family express their happiness and their gratitude for the gift that they have been given. Well, this show reminds me of our Heavenly Father, who also desires to fill our hearts with overflowing joy and gratitude for who he is and all that he has done. And yes, it is true that God is also in the business of extreme, and he is obsessed with it. But his specialty is life makeovers. Life makeovers. He is constantly at work bringing about, bringing about major transformation for his children. He longs to set people free from everything that binds us, whether we know we're bound by something or not. He wants to bring us hope for the hopeless. He wants to infiltrate our trials and our tribulations with his divine peace, his comfort, his presence, and even instill joy in the midst of those trials and tribulations. And because God is omniscient, he doesn't need to spend hours interviewing us to figure out who we are and how we're wired. For there hasn't been a single moment in our lives, there hasn't been a single thought in our lives 
that has escaped his notice. He knows our pains. He knows our fears. He knows what frustrates us and infuriates us. He knows and understands about the wounds of our past and how those wounds are still impacting us today. He understands the sadness and confusion that sometimes we experience about our identity. Man, we are living in a world that has lost their identity. The confusion and the sadness sometimes we feel about our worth. The confusion that sometimes we have about God's love. They're not fully understanding that. But a father doesn't just know these things. He cares deeply about how you and I are affected by them. And because he wants us to learn to walk in the shadow of his wings, he wants to, wants to teach us how to live victoriously through it all, through this life as he continues his life, extreme life makeover. So if you're committed to growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, who specializes in extreme life makeovers, he has an invitation for you. And because of the messed up world we live in, because of all the distractions in our minds that come to our mind, because of the, the corruptible nature of our hearts sometimes, or because we have so much potential for even greater fruit that will bring God even greater glory, God must address the stuff in our lives that needs to be either reshaped, remolded, or just removed altogether. And so what does he do? He begins his own version of demolition sometime. Sometimes he amasses an army of circumstances that tear into our lives like they are at war with it. He might begin by pulling out rusted and mildewed shells of an, an abusive childhood. He might need to completely gut rooms where prejudice and unforgiveness still reside. He'll certainly rip up that filthy old carpet that is a breeding ground for the remnants of our sin and disobedience. He pulls down our forward-facing facades, doesn't he? Our faulty thinking, you know, our, 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 our self-deceptions, our poor self-images, pulling them down like outdated wallpaper so that the real you, what's underneath the real you, can have a chance to shine through. And he forces us to face the reality that those things that we choose over and over and over instead of choosing him are slowly but surely rotting us from the inside out. Now, during God's demolition period, his work may feel insensitive. It may, it may feel careless, even violent. His demolition crew is relentless and seems unsympathetic to our concerns and our pains. And our hearts may cry out, God, why is all this happening? This is too much to bear. And we beg him to put down the ax and the hammer 
We begging to put down the, the shovel and all the things, the other tools that are ripping into our lives. Certainly in these moments, it does not feel like God is good all the time and all the time God is good. But God doesn't stop. Regardless of how much we plead with him, because he loves us too much to leave us as we are. If God is obsessed with something, he is obsessed with his greater glory, the glory of his greater will. You know, God's greater will is so infinitely more important than ours. His greater will, which includes greater intimacy with him, with the Father, and the development of a greater love for him that we can share with the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Sometimes we miss the weight of that. We forget the weight of that. That was the most extreme act in all eternity. God the Father giving his son to take on the sin of the world. And God is committed to our growth. Thank you, Lord, for Philippians 1.6. It has gotten me, kept me going all these years and being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you shall perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. We all know that growth and progress in life, it means change. Right? It, does mean, it means change. But if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes we would rather not change too much. Right? We might even prefer that God maybe just lower his expectations a little bit, you know, and, and kind of leave us alone, you know? <laughs> and we become resistant to the extreme transformation that God wants to perform in our lives. But can you imagine the family members who are off on vacation and, they, and, they're, and they're watching this video of their house being destroyed the first day? Can you imagine them panicking, packing their bags, getting on the next plane, showing up in front of their house, waving their arms, frantically trying to call off the job? What would you and I tell them? No, wait. Let them be. You will love what they're doing when they're done. We will tell them that. In the same way, I want to encourage you, my brothers and my sister, when God is at work in your life, his transforming work in your life, let him be. Don't call off the job early. He's got a plan. Don't check out because you think God has checked out and is not caring for your life. He's still at work. And you will love what God is doing when he's done, church. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not, not, not on your own understanding. Because as time goes by, gradually you and I will begin to see what he has always had in mind, a life, a church body 
that allows his glory to magnificently shine in you and through you to this desperately lost and dying world. A life, a church of exquisite beauty and functionality. This community needs to see the church members displaying God's beauty and being powerfully used because you're functioning in a way that reaches the loss. And that's why Jesus came, is it not? In the midst of that, in that process, God's glorious handiwork will also bring you a tremendous sense of peace in time, comfort in time, purpose and fulfillment. Isn't that what we really want? Isn't that what we really need anyway? You see, God doesn't want you and I just to experience success in life. Anyone can become a success. It's easy for people and churches to become a success, quote unquote, in America. God wants something far greater for his children. He wants us to experience significance. But real significance always means real change, honest transformation, a gutting of one's soul so that nothing of our own desire remains and all that is left is a passion to love and serve God with all of our hearts and to love and serve our neighbors as ourselves as well. Well, unlike the, the television show that only selects one family member a week for their makeover, God has selected each and every one of us in this room for this opportunity so that he can use you in even greater ways than you've ever imagined. But don't just take my word for it. Take Abraham's word, who set out for a land that he was told, <laughs> wasn't told where he was going, that God was going to show him on the way, not knowing where God was going to lead him. He only ended up becoming the father of the nations, right? The patriarch of the entire lineage of God's chosen people. Or take Joseph's word, who after being sold into slavery by his brothers, endured 13 plus years of God's life makeover process in prison, I might add, only to end up becoming the second in command of the greatest nation on the earth at that time, rescuing, saving his family and a generation from starvation. Or take Esther's word, a woman who was captured and forced to marry a king she didn't even like, let alone love, and yet while there at the risk of her life, she only ended up rescuing her people from slaughter. The difference was these men and women all knew their God. In the midst of their trials and tribulations, they, knew, they still knew their God was big, he was awesome, he was mighty, and he was faithful. They knew that. And they had also come to know that it is a futile thing to resist him and that God was more than worthy of their complete devotion anyway, anyway. Have you come to that place yet? Have you come to the place of being fully devoted to the one who took the extreme measure of coming into 
putting on flesh, and after being tortured for hours on the cross, died a horrific death for you and I. Now, I'm not asking, have you, are you walking in perfect obedience right now? Perfect obedience. I'm only asking, have you come to the place where you will not settle for anything less? Because of your gratefulness for what he's already done and given you. Well, as I close, I want to encourage you one more time to allow him, our father, to finish his extreme life makeover in you. And while you're at, while he's at work doing that, I want to encourage you to take a vacation as well. And here's where our psalm scriptures are going to come into mind. How do you take a vacation during God's extreme life makeover process in your life? Number one, by spending time in solitude with God. You know, I, I've been meeting with the life for, I don't know how many years now, you know, he's one of my accountability partners, process group guys, and, and regularly life tells me about the time he goes away and stays at the innkeeper, which is a place for ministers and Christian um, leaders to get away and spend time with the Lord, or, or he goes to the park, you know, and he's an inspiration and a model for me. But you know what? Jesus also did that. He modeled time after time, getting away and spending solitude time with his father, right? And for me, I could see myself doing that and when I'm spending solitude time with God, I'm allowing him to make me aware of the areas in my life that he wants to address. Right? David did it. He wrote in Psalms 139, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Spend time in solitude with God. What if God is just waiting for you and I to spend some undistracted, unhurried time with him so he can have our attention and begin to speak peace to us and to help lead us through the demolition, <laughs> comfort us during the demolition period in our lives? Also, too, by offering sacrifices of praise and worship. Sometimes praise and worship is a sacrifice because you, you don't feel it. You may not be feeling like it. You know, I, I, my, my hat, I don't, I don't have a hat. My hat may go off, goes off to worship leaders who every week have the privilege of coming up here and leading the body of Christ in worship, leading you to the throne of grace. The reality is, y'all, the people up here, they're just like you and I. They may be going through some heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. But every week they get up here and they leave, sometimes offering their sacrifice of praise and worship because they know God is still worthy. And the body of Christ still needs to worship God in the midst of the challenges that we might be facing. So offer God our sacrifices, the scripture says, offer to God the sacrifices of praise and pay thy vows to the most high and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. 
Thirdly, by giving thanks to God in everything. It's probably my favorite way of taking a vacation. <laughs> Just start thanking God for everything. Think of all, make a list, if that's helpful, of all the things that you are thankful for. And just spend time focusing on that and thanking God in everything. The Bible says it's God's will for us, right? To give, thought, give thanks in everything, right? Scripture says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is not tricking ourselves, okay, pretending that things aren't hard right now. This is, this is God's, this is t God telling us how he wants us to resist the enemy's lies that can seep in during difficult times and, and he wants to show us how we can rest in his work, rest while he's at work. This is what it means to live by faith, Christian, the follower of Christ. At the beginning of this um, Extreme Home Makeover show, the bus with the design team pulls up in front of the house that's been selected and the guy with the crazy hairdo, I think his name is Ty, right? He gets out his bullhorn and he shouts to the house, good morning, Parker family. Emily, George, Debbie, Mason, Jonathan, come on out. The door busts open and every family members, they're running out and they're running down the driveway. They're so excited. They're jumping around. I hope you hear God's name calling you. Good morning, my family. Jim, Michelle, Tyrone, Kelly. Greg, Natalie, come on out. This is your heavenly father here to give you new life, a new hope, a new assurance. Come on out. And all you've got to do is run out the door into the arms of your savior who will be there with his ministering angels ready to give you hope again and again and again and again. If you're here today, though, and you don't know the Father, you, can't, you may not be able to recognize his voice if he calls your name because you're not 100% sure you're even his child. Well, your makeover process starts with the miracle of salvation. It starts with you opening up your heart, giving God your fears, <laughs> God, your pride, laying down your pride and putting your trust in him that the father still knows best. <laughs> that one, not the TV one, that one still knows best. And it starts by you becoming a follower of Christ, entering into the family of God. Scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that's what the Father's extreme makeover is all about. It's to make us new 
over, it's to make the church new over and over again. Conforming more and more to the image of our Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you don't know him, again, you're not sure you would recognize his voice. After the, the um, band comes up and begins and sings another song, life is going to come up and invite you into a way that you can make sure that your salvation is secure. He's going to offer you an opportunity to learn your father's voice. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at www.gracecrossingchurch.net. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.